Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 3rd, everybody. Happy fucking July 4th. Hey, British people, take that one, you motherfuckers. Independence Day, you sons of bitches. We had enough of your shit. And on July 4th, we fucking wrote something. Well, we probably wrote it on the 3rd. We probably wrote it on the 3rd. We're like, do you think this sounds good? I don't know. I don't think there's enough signatures. Fuck it. Let's do it. And we were like, fuck you guys, man. You think you know about oppression? We'll show you oppression. We'll fucking go on a goddamn tear. We'll go on a fucking tear that will put the British Empire to shame. We still haven't caught up with you. Because when you go around the world and whenever you see, whenever you go to a country and you see two groups of people that are from that country at war with each other, divided. Your best bet is that the British were there at some point in their history. (laughs) Right, we'll we'll treat these people a little bit better than those people. They'll fucking sell out. And when we finally leave this place, they'll fucking murder each other. Yeah? Cup of tea, isn't it? Um... Yeah, we learned from you. That's what we are. All you fucking British cunts who fucking sit here and you trash Americans. Oh, they're fat. They breathe through their mouths. They fucking don't understand football. You know, they wouldn't know fish and chip. They don't fucking travel. All of this shit that you say. Just know, just know. Okay, your blood is coursing through our veins. We are your children. And you did not do a good job raising us. So you have no one to blame but yourselves. Looking down your pointy English noses at us. Oh, Roy, what's with all the guns over there, mate? What the fuck? It's like, oh, read a fucking history book, you dumb cunt. You brought the gun. Your people brought the guns over here. And fucking, you know, went to town on the people that were here. And then you started doing it to the fucking pointy nose English people that you sent over here, they had enough and they you went your separate ways like the two brothers that started that were uh, worked at the Zildjian factory. Right? You guys are Zildjian, we're Sabian, but we're part of the same fucking family. That's what it is. And you don't want to admit it. Now all these centuries later, you're disowning your own children. Right, what's wrong with you people? Bunch of silly cunts, yeah? No. No. You showed us how to behave with other human beings, and that's what we've been doing. All right? And what's great about America is also why there's so many guns is because everybody comes over here. Nobody trusts anybody. You know, and you just keep breaking it down and breaking it down and breaking it down and finding new reasons not to trust one another. You know, I'm white, you're black. I'm from this town, you're from that town, you're from that street, I'm from this street, you're from across the street, you're my fucking next door, you live upstairs, I live downstairs, it never ends. You're Polish, I'm Italian, it never fucking ends. That's why we have the best movies, right? Because when you go to the movies, what you want to really see, as much as they dress them up in different periods, at the end of the day, you want to see them shooting at each other, driving cars really fast down the fucking street. That's why we have better movies. Do you ever think, British people, if you fucking did more murdering of each other, your movies wouldn't be so fucking boring? 
You could never do Fast and Furious over there. Be a bunch of fucking pasty cunts on scooters going about 30 miles an hour or whatever that translates into kilograms. <laughs> uh, you know, I was at the airport the other day and I saw this fucking mouth-breathing moron that you know he can vote and you know he thinks he's smart. He had a T-shirt on that said, God, guns, and guts. And I felt like I was on a game show. And my answer was going to be, are the three things that ruin a peaceful society? Huh? Religion. Guts is a lot of times dumb people thinking they're right. And then you give them guns. And then you have some other fucking cunt that's taking their money every Sunday, telling them that God loves them best. And next thing you know, you got a war or a genocide or fucking slavery, right? And I know what all you guns, guts, and fucking God people are going to say, well, what about World War II? You didn't have the fucking guns. How did it start? How did it start? Right? Started with God and religion. Right? And then they had the guts to say that they were fucking better than other people. And then they got some guns and they took them. And next thing you know, you had human beings sticking other human beings into fucking ovens while they were still alive. All right. I mean, what, what are we doing here? I, I actually, I got to be honest with you. When I see somebody that has a fucking T-shirt on that says God, guns and guts, you know that the second a dog, a little dog barks when they're walking down the street at night, they pee down their leg a little bit. You know what I mean? Any of these fucking people, you got to walk around and advertise how fucking badass you are. That's like these liberal cunts out here that walk around with sweatshirts on that say namaste on them. That just means you're a selfish cunt that takes no responsibility for your own actions. Stop fucking advertising, you know, or those other fucking assholes that were out here on the red carpet, you know, when the shit hit the fan and women finally started calling guys out for grabbing their twats around fucking underneath the Hollywood sign, right? Then all of a sudden, all of these fucking asshole guys started, when they would go to the award shows, they started having male feminist, male feminist buttons. <laughs> Why do you got to advertise it? Shouldn't the woman be able to sense that you're an ally or whatever that fucking, you know, you wouldn't know this was a three-day weekend, would you? Happy birthday to America. Um, let's bring up some good things about America. Cars, movies, uh, women. We've got beautiful women over here. We've got a lot of great stuff. We've got all kinds of food over here. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, at least there's somewhere to drive your supercar if you buy one out here. You know, you can get out in the open spaces. I was just up in uh, Lincoln, California. Named after Abraham Lincoln. He was actually born out there. A lot of people thought he was born in like Springfield, Illinois or some shit like that. It's actually not true. It's one of the big misnomers. It was just a big tourist attraction to get people out there to rub the nose of the statue and go get themselves a horseshoe. What is a horseshoe, you asked, you fucking British cunt? Um, why am I coming down on the British? I don't know. It's just it's a fun thing to do. Even though I like most of their music. Right? Except for that one band that thinks they're fucking great. And they really only had like one good album with two good songs on it. And everybody's like, oh my God, they're fucking brilliant. <laughs> I kept that deliberately vague because that describes about fucking 50, 50 British bands. I like all of them though. 
You know, the first British band that I really fucking got into that could just never seem to stay together was the Kinks, right? That's sort of like a, uh, a reoccurring theme in British music is two brothers get together, they make one of the sickest bands ever, and then they just can't get along and they never get back together again. Oasis! How could I forget them? Today, gonna be day, gonna fall back to you. I fucking love them. Boy, now, should have somehow realized I don't believe in anybody. You know, not only were they one of the great bands of all time, like those two fucking guys are arguably two of the best comedians that uh, that Britain ever produced. They're like, a, as a stand-up comic, to listen to their interviews, read them and watch them, it's annoying how fucking funny they are. Some of the shit that's come out of their mouths, it's like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking better than half the shit in my act right now. I do this for a living. This guy's just bored in an interview, spitting out gems. Um, I'm just fucking with you, British people. You know, you like my arrogance, thinking that you give a shit? thinking that you're actually paying attention, you don't give a fuck, it's soccer season. And I will continue to call it soccer. Because, you know, that's the kind of of rebel I am, you know? Think I give a fuck? I have no fucks to give. That's a big thing on on, uh, social media now. Everybody talking about, you know? I got no fucks left. That's another one. If you don't give a fuck, do you really walk around talking about how much you don't give a fuck? Don't you just not give a fuck? You would not even give a fuck enough to say that you don't give a fuck. Get on with the not giving a fuck. That's what got me in trouble at that Lady Gaga concert with my wife. And to this day, she categorically refuses to go to any concert with me unless it's a band that I like. If it's something that she's into, I'll be like, oh, I'll check that out. She's like, yeah, no. <laughs> like my grandmother at the end of her life, I was trying to tell her to hang in there. She was almost 105 and she started coming back again. Like Hulk Hogan, that third time when they go to drop his arm and the arm stays up in the whole fucking arena. He's coming back, right? My grandmother was coming back. And I was like, Grandma, there you go. You just start eating, you, you know? You stay positive, blah, blah. And she was on the other end of the phone. She just went, yeah, no. <laughs> she had had enough. She had had enough. Most people at the end of their lives feel like, oh, my God, it went by so fast. You live to what I learned. You live to be over 100. And they already announced your name on Good Morning America. You, you fucking you're like, I'm good. I'm good. She my grandmother lived so long. She she had three sets of friends. She outlived two sets of friends. People of her generation. She outlived the next generation. And then she hung out with the old people of the following generation and outlived most of them. Ah, Jesus. I gotta go. I'll finish this in a minute. I'll finish this in a minute. Christ, it's fucking 12 hours later. It's even more than 12 hours later. Where does the time go? Um, a lot has happened to me in the last probably 14 hours. You know, since you're not gonna realize it. Because I just edit the thing to you. Let me talk to you guys about the magic of editing. I just went down and uh, I had to get the the fucking the uh, what do you call it the 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 diesel exhaust pipe cleaner for my truck. You know, 
I was all nervous. It's a diesel engine. Oh, Jesus, there's this extra shit you got to do. Thank God it's not like the old school ones where you had to drive around in like second gear for an hour at 4,000 RPMs and try to blow all that shit out the back of the fucking truck or the car or the they, whatever it is you drive. Now it's just an additive. And people still fuck that up. (laughs) It literally comes in a blue container. Right next to where you put the gas in is this other thing where you dump it in, right? Reservoir, whatever the fuck you call it. And it's blue. It matches the container and people still will unscrew it and put it in where the gas goes and fuck up their fuel injectors and their valves and all of that shit. Well, not me. Not all freckles. My fucking truck, it didn't even come with a fucking owner's manual. I got to go on the internet and find out all of this shit. It's unbelievable. Like the complete, like, go fuck yourself. You figure it out. I blame Apple for that. They're the kings of that. Hey, here's this new device. Good luck to you. We'll put a little video on there, you know. Do you want to click on learn? It'll have maybe 8% of the information that you can fucking take. Unless you just have, you know. I don't know. If you're just naturally good at these fucking things, like anybody born after the like the year like 1990, just seems like they're like they're like half a computer. Like I, I fucking I posted a video literally asking you guys for help to figure out how to fucking buy a song on iTunes now. I don't know what they did. I don't know why they did it. I'm one of the few jerk offs. Oh, there's plenty of jerk offs, but I'm one of the few. Let me finish. Let me finish. Before you'd say, hey, Bill, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. Okay, don't get all fucking, you know, up in your ego and think you're one of the few, the last remaining jerk-offs. Let me tell you something. There are plenty of jerk-offs left. Um, I realize that. I run into them every day. Jerk-offs. Fucking jerk-offs. Could have done it the right way. Could have just been cool. Could have not said the thing. But they can't because they're jerk-offs. <laughs> I am one of the few jerk-offs left that still pays for every fucking song, you know, essentially that I listen to. Occasionally, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll listen to a song, but if I, you know, and I, and I won't buy because I, I just don't like it. All right? There's no second date. I'm sorry. Okay? I hope you enjoyed the free meal. I can't believe I went out though. He spent a bunch of money on me. It's like I went out with you when you were a douche. Okay? And I lost money in the exchange. You, on the other hand, got to act like a douche and get a fucking free meal out of it and a free car ride. So I don't know what you're complaining about. Hypothetical lady in my head right now. Uh, take me to Siberia. In the coldest weather of the winter months, winter time, dude, dude, and it would be just like spring in California, as long as I knew you were mine. I've been trying to fucking download that George Jones song for a week. Cannot figure out how to do it. There ain't no mountain too rugged to climb, no desert too barren to cross. Um, 
fucking George Jones. They don't make them like that anymore. Uh, yes, they do. That's part of being old. They don't fucking do it like that anymore. Like I lived in some golden age of God trying extra hard when he made people. You know, let's be honest. The guy's slacking a lot. He slacks a lot in every generation. It's why there's terms like cunts, jerk-offs, sociopaths, narcissists, and all that. That's, that's all, you know, it's all part of his work. Not every canvas is going to be a masterpiece. All right? But he's God, so he never runs out of paint, does he? Well, well, he invented the paint. Praise Jesus. I never understood that. When they talk about God and then they bring up his son. You know what I mean? Like, if you were a fan of Joe Biden, you'd be like, you know, Joe Biden, you know, he's actually doing a good job with the economy, praise Hunter. (laughs) Dude, that's something. There's some Jeopardy. There is some Jeopardy fucking trivia for you. Naming a president, a president's kids. The only way you know president's relatives is if they fuck up, right? Like, I'll do it right now. I do remember Amy Carter because she was roughly my age when she was in the White House, right? Amy Carter, I remember. And then there there was Billy Carter, Right? There's always a Billy fucking it up. Billy Carter, Billy Clinton, right? Billy Bush. There's always somebody named Billy that, like, you know, somebody accomplished something. It's it's going along smoothly. And next thing you know, what is Billy doing? Oh, no, it's Roger. Roger Clinton. One of the, the, the most cringe things I ever saw was when the, the Letterman program had him come on and sing Walking the Dog. He was trying to launch a fucking music career. Man, that must have sucked for him. He's out there. She broke a needle now. She don't so Walking the dog. And he was doing some little fucking little shimmy sham, shimmy shimmy shake fucking little dance with his goddamn loafers. Oh, it was Bill Clinton. Oh, that was the weird one. It actually flipped. Maybe Roger was cool, but somehow we got the jerk off and fuck. <laughs> hey, say what you want about that guy. We fucking actually had a surplus. There was a moment in time where we actually had, we had more money than we needed. And the dollar was fucking strong. And then, then we got into a never-ending fucking war that is still continuing on that's costing us a fucking zillion dollars a day. You know? Maxing out the credit cards like somebody's third wife. Um, what's the end game? I don't know. I do not know. Um, that must have sucked for Roger Clinton where it's like, all right, let me get this straight. My brother's president... And, you know, but I'm the musician in the family, right? I'm out here singing some fucking Aerosmith covers of their covers, right? Maybe I can get a little, a little side puss. Nope. 
Oh, Billy Clinton's got to go and fucking uh, go play the saxophone on Arsenio Hall. It was a double whammy. Double whammy. He did the music thing, and he did it on Arsenio, and black people thought he was cool. And then what's Roger comes out and tries to follow it up going on Letterman and singing Walking the Dog. It's out there. It's out there on YouTube if you want to see it. I challenge you to get, to get through it. And everyone in the show is just clearly laughing at the guy. It was fucking brutal. I always look at it like that. Like, look, if you don't fucking respect somebody, just don't have them show up. Like that movie where the chick goes to the prom and they, vo- they voted a word. I always forget the name. Was it Carrie? That was the only thing missing from that performance was they should have just dumped pig blood on him in the end. <laughs> After they w- made him wear a pink dress when he went out there. All right, so let's go through the Billies. All right, there was Billy Kilmer, who's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. All right, he put respect on my name. All right. And I was, I was in the first grade. I was walking around. I was, I was feeling it. Then along came Billy Carter. One, one of the big jerk-offs of all time. I think he just couldn't handle the pressure of being Jimmy's brother. Jimmy's one of the great human beings of all time. The guy's almost 100 years old. I think he finally stopped building homes, houses for the homeless. You fucking wait. You wait when that guy passes away and people actually finally give that guy the fucking accolades. I'll never forget, that guy was president. He was considered a weak president because he didn't let these fucking warmongers talk him into bombing Iran. And he kept us out of the fucking war. He got the hostages back. Those cunts just waited until Reagan came in office so it would make uh, Carter look bad. And all those assholes, red ties or blue ties, every one of them sends him, you know, they fucking, the second they're done being president, they go out on the speech tour. I'm going to go out and give some speeches for 300 grand a night to these corporations that got him in office. And then they go out and give a speech and they pay him 300 grand. They just totally them washing their bribe money so they can go buy some big fucking house in Martha's Vineyard or some fucking aquifers down in South America. And meanwhile, Jimmy Carter continued to serve the public and did nothing but help those in need. The guy is an absolute saint. So what's, what, did, what did his brother do? He came up with something called Billy Beer. You know, his brother's out there doing, doing his best to save the fucking world and stop the industrial military complex. And his brother just was just, y'all want to get drunk? <laughs> I got some beer. What's it called, Billy? It's called Billy Beer. That is alliteration. Um, it's actually now worth a little bit of money. People actually have unopened cans of Billy Beer for the last fucking... I don't know what that would be, almost 50 years. I'm telling you right now, someday this 12-ounce can of fucking deer piss is going to be worth money someday. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I went on the internet just to fucking look at it. I didn't buy it. Who else? Billy the Kid. And that was, wait, there was Billy the Kid. There was Billy Kilmer. It was Billy D. Williams. Okay, yeah, right as it was coming back, he's playing Lando Calrissian 
that fucking Billy Carter's got to go in and, and come out with a stupid beer. And then Roger Clinton acted like such a jerk-off that I actually thought his name was Billy. I got low self-esteem here with my name. I got I to turn it around. Did I tell you guys I bought some new symbols? I didn't buy some. I got hooked up. I, I already told you that. I got hooked up with some new symbols. And you know what? I sat down yesterday, and I finally got to sit down and play with them. And I got to be honest with you, I still suck just as bad. It was very disheartening. I was like, hey, you know, they got a dry set out. I'm going to put some white heads on the, on the toms, and I'm going to crank them up, have a completely different sound. You know what? It just took me a minute to kind of slide into something different. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it like, like Roger Clinton stuck with his music career. Um, sorry, it's like literally like 5.30 in the morning. And uh, my son had one of those nights where he just kept getting up. And kept getting up and kept getting up and kept getting up. I literally told him, I said, listen, you stay in your bed. You understand me? He's like, yeah. All right, this is it. You're in bed. He goes, okay. I'm like, all right. And I go to walk out. He goes, night, night, Dada. Night, night, Dada. I go, night, night, buddy. Night, night, Dada. He screams it. All right. So I leave the room. I go down. In the time it takes me, to leave his room and walk into the kitchen. I look at the monitor and he's already out of, out of his bed. I run back down the hall. I go into his room. He's not there. He's in his sister's room. And they're both in bed looking at the iPad. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not going to leave your bed, right? Not, yep, yep, okay, okay, dada, okay, dada. Second I leave, just gets up and just takes off. Um, and then he came walking into the room last night at about, I don't know, two, three in the morning. He comes running down the hall. You know, you know, a, a, a three-year-old runs, you know, boom, 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 coming down the hall. And you're like sleeping and you, you start having like a nightmare, like some fucking axe murderer is coming in. Burst in through the door. Talking at two in the afternoon volume. So I had to put him to bed again. And he got up two more times. And then I just said, fuck it, at 5.30. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to have time to do the podcast in the morning because they're, they're, because they're both going to be up. But you, you don't need to hear all of this shit. You probably got kids yourself, don't you? Ain't none that I know of. Um, by the way, I want to thank everybody that came out to, uh, Lincoln, California, Lincoln, California, and, um, came out to the shows. I, uh, I had such a great time on both shows. The crowds were amazing and, you know, fuck, I just keep yawning. Sorry. And I had, uh, the last time I did that gig because um, they have a brand new showroom, which was ridiculous. I mean, the way it was set up, um, from what I've heard, I've never played Radio City Music Hall, but it's basically that style of venue. And um, the last time I did that gig, they not only did they not have that venue, it was an outdoor gig. And uh, it was fucking like 90, 95, 100 degrees 
you know, both days that I was there. And uh, so I was very thankful that they, uh, that they had us inside. They treated me like a king. I was up there with Joe Bartnick. Joe Bartnick. All right, ATC, we're going to be putting out, some, uh, before his special comes out, we're going to be putting out some teasers, some of his jokes. So, um, you know, definitely check those out and support the great Joe Bartnick. He's going to be uh, headlining gigs around the country all this fall and all of this summer. If you, you know, if you're one of these people going like, you know, you fucking, you can't do this anymore, you can't say that anymore, go see that guy. And you realize, you know, that you can. What did I see the other day where somebody was claiming that? If this happened today, people would spontaneously combust. And it's like, that is just such a misrepresentation of the past and the present. People always complained. People complained, this whole fucking bullshit that my generation, Generation X is doing, that nobody complained, blah, 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 and all of that type of shit. I'll tell you, it was, it was definitely much different, and you were definitely not watched as a kid. You were just sent outside, and you did whatever the fuck you wanted, and that was it. Um, that part of it is true. But that whole thing that nobody complained is not true. Whatsoever, People used to call up the networks all the fucking time and they would bitch, moan, and complain about any stuff being too sexual, stuff being too dirty, you know, influencing the kids. They've always been doing. Those people have always existed. All right? It's just now it's easier to do because you don't have to call up a network. You can just post it on a social media page and anybody in the world can fucking read it. So it just seems like there's a lot more of it. But it's, it's, just, it's just simply not true that people didn't get offended and people didn't give a fuck. And you could fucking do whatever. It, that's, that's never been the key. You've never been able to do whatever. All the way back to the Salem witch trials. All right? The, the original Time's Up. <laughs> The original fucking, you know, like if you look at the Salem witch trial, like once again, it was, it was something that no one could disagree with. We need to get these witches out of our community. Now, who the fuck wants a witch in their community? Nobody. But the way they went about it. Are you a witch? No, I'm not. That meant, oh, you know, the, if, if you denied it, it meant you were a witch. And then if you admitted it, then they, they still drowned you because you said that you were a witch. It was one of those fucking things. It was the catch-22 or whatever the hell that expression is. Um, there's always, always been that. There's always been people complaining. There's always been people fucking, you know, everything that's going, it's, it's just, it's been going on for fucking ever. So don't, don't, don't listen to that. I even said, you know, George Jones, you know, they don't make them like that anymore. They absolutely do. There's somebody out there that's exactly like George Jones with a, with, with a, with a voice from heaven with a major alcohol problem. Like, what do you mean they don't make that guy anymore? Half the fucking, my favorite fucking rock stars are that guy and they're dead. You know, an incredible voice, a major substance abuse problem. Although George got clean, he got clean and he turned it around. And this, and you know, there's people like that now. Look at uh, look at Aerosmith. Look how many times those guys have been in rehab. 
Now they're out on their final tour. I got to make sure, I swear to God, if they come through L.A. and I am on the fucking road, I mean, that band, um, for the last, like, since, since I bought Aerosmith's greatest hits, you know, when they, when they were broken up after Night in the Ruts, and uh, what was the next one? Um, when the lightning strikes. Then they had greatest hits. That was the first. That was the first album I ever bought with my paper route money. I remember, it was like seven dollars, something like that. Six dollars and forty-five cents. I either went to Strawberries Records and Tapes or Good Vibrations. I'm trying to think the other one. Um, I remember it was it was it was all red with the white Aerosmith logo like on half the cover and then the other half was on the other side. It almost looked like the Diver Down type of cover. And um, that added to like all the albums that I had that my mother bought me, which was Sing Along with Mitch Miller and the Gang. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Five foot two, eyes are blue, but oh, what those five foots could do. Has anybody seen my gal? That's what the fuck I was listening to. Winchester Cathedral, Lawrence Welk. Um, I kind of stand by those records, though, now when I listen to them because it take, um, takes me back um, to when I was a kid, you know, before all the bullshit for all the bullshit. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I'm going to be in Allen, Allentown, Pennsylvania coming up. And of course, anytime I get anywhere near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, somebody, a comedian from Pennsylvania or one of, uh, one of the fans of the podcast, which I really appreciate, will fucking... Send me an email, a text, or whatever, and say, "Hey, I see that you're gonna be here. You gotta get a cheesesteak from this place." And I just, you know, for the longest time, I haven't had the heart to tell them, like, I'm not getting it. Okay, I've had the cheesesteak. Okay, but the thing is, is I never had a cheesesteak until I was in my 30s, so I could see it for what it was. Okay, it's mostly bread. It's like, if you can tell me what cut of meat that is from a fucking steer, um, I I don't know what. I I will give you free tickets to a show. (laughs) Now, you can't fucking Google it. All right? You have to know. Okay? And there's either Cheese Whiz, which I, I I don't even understand. I don't even fucking understand Cheese Whiz. Okay? Then you got the cheese on top. And listen, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. Cheese Whiz or the provolone or whatever. The sandwich is fucking delicious. I will never argue that. As far as I am shit-faced or I fucking just busted my ass for the first half of the day and I need to have a man lunch, you would be hard-pressed to find anything better than a fucking cheesesteak, okay? I just tip my cap to that in the sun, risking old age spots on top of my Charlie Brown head, all right? But I will tell you this, when you get past the age of 37, you just, you cannot fucking eat that way anymore. Every time I've had a fucking cheesesteak, I've been like, oh my God, oh my God, that was so fucking good, right? And then about eight minutes later, 
I feel like I ate a fucking Timberland. And I just, and, I, my, and literally, I fall asleep. Like, you, my, your body literally shuts down and you have to go to sleep because it's trying to process and sort out whatever the fuck it is that you just put in your body. And it's just like, I finally, I don't know where I went the last time. Oh, I got a bad one. And then uh, I think maybe the last time I was in Philly last year, I went and somebody told me, recommended a place. I went in there, I ate it, and it sucked. The worst thing ever, eating unhealthy food that ends up not even being good and you just fucking feel obligated because you were raised not to waste food that you plow your way through it and it absolutely fucking sucked and then it just cured me of it. I was just like, all right, I've had a cheesesteak. It is a phenomenal sandwich, all right? But it is for a certain time in your life, okay? It's, it's, it's for, I would say, 20s into your 30s and it should be an occasional treat in your 40s and when you're in your 50s, I'm 55, I can't eat that shit anymore. <laughs> I just can't fucking do it. You know, if I ever have a Philly cheesesteak again, you know where I'm going to be? On death row. <laughs> it's like, well, they're going to kill me anyway. I would try to time it too. It's like, all right, I'm going to eat this thing, but you guys have to promise me that you're going to kill me in the next eight minutes so I don't end my life in an electric chair, also being like, oh, God, why did I eat that? Um, that happens to me when I, when I go back to, uh, to be um, even-handed here. In Massachusetts, they have the steak and cheese, which they're all basically like, you know, derivative of each other. I love a fucking steak and cheese because I eat that. Unlike a, a, a cheesesteak, steak and cheese is a little bit different. I eat that thing, and it takes me back, you know, taking me back, all the way back to, like, you know, when I was a teenager. So I, I love that thing, right? But I have the exact same feeling eight minutes later after I ate it. I, I always think, why didn't I just split one with my wife? I just can't eat that way. So um, I'm back fucking working out uh, Billy Balliptical. I've done the elliptical the last four days in a row. And if you think I'm not getting on it today, doing my 40 minutes. On yesterday, I tried to do 40 minutes. And right around 32, my, my, my psoas on the left side started getting a little tight. And guess what I did? Guess what I did? I stopped. I got off and I stretched and I feel, I, I listened to my body. I never do that. I fucking, you know. That's what these kids do nowadays. They listen to their bodies. Oh, you know, that didn't happen back in the 80s. Oh, back in the 80s, you fucking, you fucking, like, shut up. I mean, I know I'm guilty of doing that shit, too. There is some things that fucking bother me. You know, I'll tell you, back in the 80s, if somebody gave you something, they at least gave you a fucking owner's manual. They weren't like, hey, you know, you figure it out. Like, the level of effort that I'm having to try to fucking give iTunes my goddamn money. I just love this stupid thing like, send us an email. What, so a fucking robot can fucking answer the damn thing? I like when you do that. I mean, a million comedians have done a bit on it, but like the creepiness that they try to make that recording when it's like, if you want this, say that. When you're just talking to the, the, the fucking thing, uh, uh, the recording, the robot, the algorithm, 
the JPEG, whatever the fuck it is on the other side of the phone. And you just go, I want a fucking person. And then the, the, the fucking robot goes, hmm, I'm having to, like it's thinking. <laughs> Don't say, hmm, like you're trying to figure out. Don't fucking act like you're as dumb as me so I can relate to you. You have the answers. You have them right at your fucking metal fingertips. All right, let's do the, uh, let's do the reads here. Indochino. Oh, I didn't finish talking about the elliptical. Uh, my goal is I'm doing that thing every single day in the month of July. Do it with me if you want to. Do what I'm doing so I can feel secure in what it is that I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing that this whole fucking month. And my goal is that I'm going to have a fucking flat stomach uh, for when my tour gets going again in, uh, in Massachusetts. Right? I got some gigs up in Maine. I got one up in Canada. You know what's fucked up? I thought that this weekend was my last weekend on the road for a minute. I thought I had three weekends in a row. Evidently, I don't. I have four in a row. I'm fucking in Tacoma again. I don't know why every time I go up to Seattle, I go to Tacoma now. I, I like Seattle. I want to go into Seattle. And you know what sucks is I didn't realize that the MLB All-Star Game this year was in Seattle. That's a city that my lovely wife has always wanted to go to. And I've always said, hey, next time I go there, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take you with me. Blah, 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 blah. We'll, 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 you know, watch them throw the fish, whatever, you know, get some coffee. Jimi Hendrix grave, whatever, whatever it is you're supposed to do up there. Am I nuts? Is Bruce Lee and Jimi Hendrix both buried in Seattle? I mean, that's pretty epic. I'll tell you what's pretty epic is still saying something's epic and fucking even even that sounded old to me. Um, anyway, Indochino uh, looking sharp all wedding season long shouldn't be expensive. Oh, man, that's another thing that's great in your, in your 20s. A cheesesteak and going to a wedding when you're not the person getting wet, getting wedding, getting married. That's where oh, that's what it's all about. Fucking open bar. You know, shooting fish, you always hook up at a wedding. You just, you just hook up at a wedding, you know? Women are taken away by the whole romance of the whole thing, and they want some for themselves, you know? Can't just let their friend get married. Can't just let it be her night. She's not going to be the only one sucking dick tonight. <laughs> Indochino. Looking sharp all wedding season long shouldn't be expensive. With the custom-fitted suit from Indochino, you'll create priceless memories without costing a fortune. I'll tell you right now, there's nothing better than a cheap suit that, that looks expensive. You know? Then you don't worry about spilling drinks on it. You go out, you make the sale. And then you hit the discotheque. I love the nightlife. I got to boogie. Sorry. Showing my age on a disco. Ah! Oh, yeah. Customize every detail on your suit, shirt, dinner jacket. What are you, in the fucking Illuminati? You got a rhino head on the back? You know, you, you're fucking cool. Who the fuck has a dinner jacket? I want a dinner jacket. You know what I almost bought the other day? I almost bought a fucking jumper, a onesie jumper at the Adidas store in Soho, Manhattan. I almost bought one just for the joke. And I was just going to fucking, you know, at night, you know, after I smoke a cigar, 
take a shower and just come walking into the bedroom wearing that thing and watch my lovely wife laugh her ass off. But then I'd be, okay, but then she laughs. It's a one-time thing, and now I own a fucking onesie. Like, now what am I going to do with it? You know, give it to the homeless. He's already homeless. Does he need to be in a onesie too? All right, from a traditional black or gray or burgundy or olive to a classic Hemsworth Navy. This is very regal. Dinner jackets, Hemsworth Navy. Oh, lovely. Uh, Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, lapel shape, custom monograms. There's some old school shit. You get your initials on your... On your shirt collar, statement linings and more. They also have tuxedos starting at $5.79. Why rent when you could buy a custom tux you can rewear for years to come? Indochino also offers completely custom fitted shirts, casual wear and more. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach to spring suits with their new spring fabrics. RSVP, knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Indochino.com, promo code Burr. Oh, my goodness. Oh, will you look who it is? Just when you thought the night couldn't get any better, it's old Zip. You know, if you're hiring, you're currently dealing with economic uncertainty. And now more than ever, it's important to hire the right people faster and more efficiently to keep overall costs down. Thankfully, there's a hiring partner who is focused on you and your needs. Who is it? It's old Zip. From pricing to technology, everything that Zip does is for you. I do it all for you. And what works best for you? And right now, you can try them for free. That's it. Zip.com slash Burr. Here's how ZipRecruiter prioritizes your need. Straightforward pricing. You know, what you pay before posting your job. So you can stick to your budget. No surprises. I thought that was like, you know, but it isn't. It's you know what you pay before posting your job. It isn't, you know, what you pay for before posting your job. I got all fucked up in that sentence, but you know what I'm saying. Beat out the competition for talent. Zip. Let's you invite candidates you really want, you really want to apply to your job before other businesses can snag them. Hire the best with the help of a partner who's all about you. Zip Recruiter. Four to five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try Zip Recruiter for free. Zip Dot com slash burr. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Spell out burr. B-U-R-R. How about I spell out recruiter? Zip. R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. All right, before you end up on some porn site. Zip recruiter. Zip recruiter. The smartest way to hire. Oh, I love that. 
I, I just just love sticking the landing on that. I really do. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the reads for the week. Farmlands. Hey, Billy Blue, you're my boy Blue. Uh, since you're always going on about how fucked up the food supply is, I thought you should know if you don't already that the Norwegian government is forcing farmers to shut down and sell their farms to meet national carbon emission standards. Wow, wait, wait, what? They're using global warming as an excuse to take over the food supply. Is that what's going on here? Carbon emissions is the scam they're using to tax ordinary citizens for essentially existing. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing. They're blaming us for global warming, not the whole insanity of capitalism, which I feel like we're coming to the end of, where they've just, you know, how many fucking things can you buy? It's just this empty fucking pursuit. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what? No, no form of government works because people run it and people are inherently flawed. So it's all designed to fail. Yeah, in the future, they're not going to penalize companies for their carbon footprint. They're going to they're going to penalize you. So then what? Then you buy less, which will then cause a fucking recession. The whole thing's going to just implode like a submersible. Uh, Carbon emissions is the scam they're using to tax ordinary citizens for essentially existing while polluting oceans and creating vast amounts of weight with their needless products, both of which do far worse to the environment than having a goddamn farm. When I say they, I'm referring to non-government organizations that spend hundreds of millions of dollars to lobby the government to pass laws in their favor. Yeah, they're absolutely fucking evil people that should be hunted down. And nothing happens to them because it all works. It's all about money. Gee, Bill, wow, what a deep theory, you stupid cunt. All right, the average Norwegian citizen isn't sitting around thinking about choking the food supply. Uh... The average Norwegian citizen isn't sitting around thinking that choking the food supply is a good idea. I'm pro-environment all the way. I do lots of things to not be waste, to be a wasteful asshole, but shutting down farms sounds a bit evil to me. Anyways, thanks for all the laughs. Yeah. I don't know what their fucking end game is, but um, all of this like super frightening shit is happening. And they're just, you know, anybody that's actually in power that can do it does not talk about it. The only people that talk about it are fucking meatheads like me on podcasts with no power and nothing to organize and no way to hold anybody accountable. One meathead just goes like, dude. And then the other guy goes, I know, right? All right, next video. All right, old school Atlantic City recommendations. Oh, what a fucking sweetheart. By the way, that was one of my favorite things about going when I went to Lincoln, Nebraska. What, Lincoln, Nebraska? Lincoln, California is uh, a flashback to my college days. Um, is I went into town and, and just scored everywhere that I went. I went in town, I got some coffee, 
at this fucking place. Oh, Jesus. What the hell was it called? I got to get the name of it. I can't fuck it up because it was delicious. Absolutely delicious. All right, here we go. I'm going to Google it right now. Best Coffee Lincoln California. Lincoln, California. Where is it? All right, the 10 best. Oh, Rebel Hen Cafe. I went there. I was absolutely delicious. And then I was with Club Soda Kenny. And he's like, do you want to go back to the casino? I'm like, no, you fucking 10-foot goof. Let's, go, let's keep going in town. And we walked into town. And uh, there was this great antique store with this wonderful great-grandmother running the thing. I know she was a great-grandmother because at some point her daughter came in with her granddaughter, and uh, which was adorable. They had all of this cool shit in there. Uh, there was a gun store, but that was yet yeah, it was by appointment only. And then we went down the street, and there was uh, a place where I could buy a cigar. And um, there was no taxi or Uber available, you know, for like a half hour. So we just sat there smoking cigars on this park bench, watching these logging trucks go by. And just, you know, I felt like I was in Andy Griffith in a good way. One of those small town things. And I feel like we went to four places, maybe not the vape place, but like the antique place, the gun store, even though we didn't get in. And the coffee place, because it wasn't a Starbucks. I felt like we just, like, it was reminding me back in the day of when you traveled. You traveled and you actually saw different shit as opposed to, you know, the same fucking corporate chains. Um, So anyway, I love um, all of these cities that I'm going to. I have been to already. And I've been to them at least half a dozen times. Like, I don't know how many times I've been to Atlantic City. So the fact that somebody is taking the fucking time to give me some old school recommendations, uh, you know, I'm there for two days. It's amazing. So um, if you guys can tell me the, the good coffee spot uh, or a place that has, you know, I don't know, whatever the fuck, it is, a, a good music store old cars, any shit like that. Just cool fucking shit. And whatever the cool fucking thing is that I'm not going to see anywhere else as opposed to, you know, just seeing all of those fucking fatties in their Crocs standing in line outside of a fucking Starbucks. You know? I love that fat culture. Morning coffee. You know, because they just don't go in and get the coffee. They go in and it looks like a fucking shake and then they got to get like a muffin or like, you know, they, like they, well, I don't know what the, I don't, I can't even name half the desserts that are behind that, the glass. The fuck, a sconce. I can't even remember if that's like a, a light that hangs on the wall or a dessert. One of those fucking things. It's something like that. It sounds the exact same. All right. Old school Atlantic City recommendations. Hey, Bill, longtime listener and former resident of Atlantic City. I grew up in Atlantic City. It's a wacky town, but it's inability to give up on its glory uh, fly me to the moon rat pack days has stunted the growth of the city, leaving it consistently in some sad purgatory. Jesus. I mean, I don't think you could have described it any better, which to me is what gives it its charm. See the great Bob Ralphson movie, Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson, Bruce Dern, 
And Alan, you know, it's so funny. I was just on Criterion last night and I was like, I want to watch that movie. Anyway, I have some friends who live there now who are really trying to make the place better than it has been. But personally, I like it the way it is. Uh, disorienting, disorientating and a little off. Hope I said that word right. I saw that you were once again returning to the city and wanted to give you a couple recommendations if you were interested, as I know you appreciate history and old things like me, probably to, to, to a detriment. No, I love this shit. All right, Tony's Baltimore Grill, old school pizza and Italian joint that's been around since 1927. The new owner has painstakingly refurbished the place back to its earliest looks. Oh, dude, come on. Complete with red and black checkered tiles, cigarette machines, and beautiful neon signs. This is a real old school towny place. Not the best food in the world, but it stands as a culmination of atmosphere and authenticity. The Irish Pub Inn, another old school joint around in some fashion or another since 1910s. The 1910s. Uh, would you say the teens? 19 teens? Think Boardwalk Empire, low ceilings, historic decor, with much of it being dedicated to old baseball memorabilia and a sparse food menu featuring a liver and onion sandwich. Old school. Angelo's Fairmont Tavern, another old school joint since 1935. Absolute classic Italian food. The steak Angelo, Angelo, sorry, Angelo. Steak Angelo is not to be missed. I don't live there anymore and I can't make it to the show, but after a brief weekend trip to see family and seeing pictures of your red face pimpled all across town on billboards like a bad rash, (laughs) I thought I'd steer you in some right directions as I know Atlantic City is a little written off as of late. Try the last 30 years and we share some similar interests. That's all good to me. Another good old school movie to check out is Atlantic City with Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon. Burt Lancaster? How old was Susan Sarandon? Like 15? I feel like Susan Sarandon was like five generations of actors after that. Anyway, thought you would appreciate these joints if you have some time to kill. I hope to catch you down there some other time, but thanks for all the laughs. And go suck yourself. Best. All right. Thanks for the recommendations. I'm going to write those down. Uh, all right. Where are we going? Car fires. Oh, Jesus. I had a car fire way back in the day. Ever tell you that? I tried to change the fuel filter on my Ford Ranger and I got impatient. I'd done it before and it wasn't coming off and I got impatient and I ended up breaking it off the fuel line. So I had to get it towed over to this guy who'd been working on the truck, giving it to tune up, you know. And I went over there and I said to the guy, I said, you know, I snapped off the fuel filter and I left the fuel filter on the driver's seat. But my mistake was I should have really made it clear to him that I did. He was busy and he went out there or one of the, they went up and they went to start it up and it just sprayed fuel onto the the. uh the engine and they had a fire and then he called me up and started yelling at me I said dude I told you I snapped it off he said you said you twisted it he kept I remember he just kept going we just had a fire we just had a fire it's like no we didn't you had a fire you fucking asshole you sat on the fuel filter but 
All these years later, I can look back and be... I mean, I didn't understand that it was going to cause a fire. This was old when I was trying to be old Billy Fix-It, um, where I had car repair for dummies. I remember he, he did say... He goes, I'm so sick of you fucking guys. You start the jobs, you fuck it up, and then you fucking bring it down to me. So when you could do shit like this. There was no cameras, you know? When you went in and you tried to get your money back or try to get some sort of customer service, people act like there was customer service back then. There wasn't. Okay, the owner of the shop came out like some fucking, like Earl Weaver out of the dugout and just yelled back at you and you both told each other to go fuck each other. Fuck each other, right? Fuck, it, fuck yourselves, that's what we would say. Uh, hey, go fuck each other. Who, you and me? What? What are we doing? Uh, go fuck yourself and there would be, always be kids there. And some poor woman sort of, you know, corralling them out like trying to get like a herd of ducks out of there. All right, car fires. Bill, how are you now? Uh, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I listened to your mini rant on cars and fires the other day. I would like to shed a little light on the subject as I work in fire protection. Oh, yeah, because there's this big fucking thing out there where they're all of a sudden attacking, like, um, electric cars. And, and my, my favorite thing is what they do to the environment. Like, people who like gas combustion cars are all of a sudden concerned about the environment. People who drive gas combustion cars, combustion cars are all of a sudden concerned about safety. Gas combustion cars, combustion cars, you know how many fucking people they killed over the last hundred years as they worked the bugs out? This is a new technology. This always happens. If you have any form of transportation and it's new, people are going to fucking die and there's going to be fires the same way there was with the gas combustion engine. So I don't know what, like I, the, the level of fear that people have you know, and then the next thing they do is they're going to bring up the Republic of Congo and whatever the fuck they're doing out there and how awful that is while they look the other way with what the fuck's going on, you know, with how we get oil in this never-ending fucking war. It doesn't even make sense. I don't get it. They're, they're both, like, both of them, the way we get the raw materials for them is absolutely reprehensible. And for such a religious country like America, against God. If you're really religious. All right. Long time. La, 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 la. Okay. Uh, I attended a conference last year that discussed this issue. Lithium, lithium ion batteries have become a nightmare in our industry as of late, causing many design approach uh, and code changes. No car fire is a good thing, but there is a big difference between a combustion engine fire and lithium ion powered car fires. Combustion engines typically burn upwards and do not spread to the car next to it. Lithium ion batteries burn outward at a much higher heat and spread to the car next to it, causing a larger fire. Okay, well, do you remember when the uh, the Crown Victoria, where they they put the gas, they, they put the fucking gas tank in the wrong area and they and these cops would be on the side of the road and get rear-ended and then they couldn't get out of the car and they would get burned to death like i don't want to hear all these fucking like oogly boogly stories about electric cars the reality is is electric cars are here and they're cutting into gas combustion engines so then people have in the oil industry now are going to have to put out all of this fucking propaganda about how they're going to fucking kill our children. This is what they always fucking do. I'm not saying that this shit doesn't happen. I'm not saying they're not a fucking problem. I believe those batteries have taken down commercial airliners. And now they know don't put them underneath the, the, the plane or whatever. Uh, yes, I am well aware that there is danger with these things like there is 
with any form of technology, but they're going to work the bugs out of it. They're just going to. Like, I'm just so sick of watching, like, like they'll, they'll show, like, a, a, like a Tesla beat a gas combustion engine, and then people are like, can, can it go up a mountain? Like, what are you going to do out there when you're up on a fucking... Who the fuck goes up on a mountain? <laughs> yes, if you're going to drive it up on a mountain, I wouldn't recommend it if there's no charging facility up there. Yes, I would not recommend that. However, if you're like other the other 99.9% of people, you're not going to drive it up a fucking mountain. You're going to drive it to work and home. Anyway, um, lithium-ion batteries burn outward at a much higher heat and spread to the cars next to it, causing a larger fire. The heat that the lithium-ion battery causes uh, produce has been leading to garages collapsing. The amount of water required to extinguish, or now all of a sudden we're concerned about natural resources. The amount of water required to extinguish a lithium-ion battery-powered car is far more than that of a combustion engine. Sorry for nerding out a bit. New technology leads to newer challenges we need to overcome. Exactly. This is the first rational thing. Yes, any new technology is going to have these fucking problems. As the car industry continues, I mean, aren't there lithium-ion fucking batteries in your goddamn laptop? Aren't there? Couldn't it burn down your house? But people want to watch free fucking porn, so no one gives a fuck about that, right? Uh, New technology leads to newer challenges we need to overcome as the car industry continues to progress. The studies and concerns of these issues will be addressed. Okay, I didn't. Okay, so you're rational. You're not one of these fucking witch hunt people. Lastly, Paper Tiger has to be one of my top three stand up specials of all time. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, you put out enough, enough specials. Eventually, someone's going to like one of them. Bill, why can't you just take the compliment? Because I grew up in the 80s, man. There were no compliments. All right. Not your average mouth-breathing moron. All right, Bill. Big fan of your work. Always laughed a lot when you would call out the mouth-breathing morons on the podcast until last year I realized that I also do that. Uh, So I thought that that can't be right. Went to an ENT doctor, found out what was wrong and had an operation, which now allows me to breathe like a normal human being. Thanks, Bill. Wait, what happened? Laughed, always laughed out loud when you would call out the mouth-breathing morons in the podcast until last year. Oh, I realized that I also do that, meaning breathe through your mouth. I thought you meant you called out mouth-breathing morons. Wait a minute, so what, what operation did you have? Do you have like that flap in the back of your mouth like a bulldog and you couldn't breathe? Anyway, on one of the last latest throwback podcasts, you talked about how much you love moments in sports when players react to an asshole in the crowd. Oh, speaking of that, I just saw this clip from like, the late 70s, mid-70s, late 70s? Put it this way. Robert Parrish is on the Golden State Warriors or maybe San Francisco Warriors. I think they were called Golden State. Yeah, they were Golden State in the 70s. And ML Carr was on the Detroit Pistons before they both came to Boston through shrewd Red Auerbach trades. 
and won championships. And it was a fucking unbelievable fight that spilled into the stands and somebody threw a beer at somebody and Bob Lanier fucking, you know, was fighting someone in the crowd. And I got to, and if that was an away game for Golden State, that was the second time, you know, when, when Malice in the Palace, you know, that one that happened in uh, Detroit, I think that's happened twice. I posted the video. Um, anyway, the person says, on one of your latest throwback podcasts, you talked about how you love moments in sports when players react to an asshole in the crowd. Well, here is Eric Cantona's one of the coolest soccer players ever, reaction to some fan telling him to fuck off back to France, you French bastard. Hope you enjoy. All right. There's a fucking old-ass-looking ref. There's a referee. Right. He's had his mushy peas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, number seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what he did? He jumped up in the air and, and threw a kick with his cleats. Soccer players, it's just like, did he think he was going to get a penalty if he used his hands and punched him in the face? <laughs> um, okay, flying from London to see you, but I mean, I'm sure that hurts the way those guys roll around when they get fucking clawed by those things. Um, flying from London to see you in Athens. Get the fuck out of here in September. So don't get fucking ill or something. Thank you and go fuck yourself. That's amazing. But let's who's kidding who? You leave in fucking rainy-ass London to go to beautiful Athens. And oh, by the way, you'll check me out. You go to the Mediterranean Sea. I'm really happy for you. That's amazing. Um, whoa. London, don't make me laugh. Every cat with a long face. Um... Sorry. All right. That's it. I'm, yeah, that's right. I am going to be in Athens. I start the tour in Abu Dhabi and I end in Athens. It's going to be fucking amazing. And I'm going to be in shape. All right. I'm not going to be the fat American when I go over there. I am fucking Billy Balliptical from here until then. Uh, I just got to make sure I drink enough fucking water. All right. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to the podcast. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday.